Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the worst. Brilliant! 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 Okay, after conceding seven in our last five games, scoring just two, and the most recent loss to Cork Leaves Rovers in seventh place on 19 points, five off shells and six, and part-timers draw the United chasing us down on 17 points following their victory over Shams. It was a dour display in Turner's Cross, and with Derry Bowles, Shams and shells all on the horizon, John Russell's side need to get their ass in gear if they're to turn things around. This is episode 97 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast, brought to you, as always, by the White Hag Brewing Company in Ballymote. Uh, I'm Connor Lynch, sitting in for Ronan Flanagan, who's on a footballing tour of Italy's Serie B. Uh, joining us this evening are the OGs, uh, the original crew. It's Gerald O'Connor, Sean Dunn and Magoo. We're going to look ahead to Derry's visit to the showgrounds. Here are your shouts for the shed end and uh, give away some cases of White Hag. Uh, but uh, first, we need to get stuck into the, the weeds of our most recent loss in Turner's Cross. Uh, so before we, we get into the game, uh, Magoo, what, what, what do you think needs to change over the coming weeks in order for us to try and rectify the situation, I suppose? Oh, what needs to change? Um, well, first and foremost, uh, I would say attitude and work rate and desire and uh, commitments and all those types of things that are the fundamentals of the game that you can't do anything else uh, in the game as in playing pretty football and uh, all your little patterns of play and everything. None of them work or none of them are any good or they're not worth a shot unless you have all the fundamentals of the work race and the desire and the will to win and in the last two performances, I haven't seen either of them things from, uh, I won't say all, obviously, there is the, the usual lads who always put in the effort and the work rate, but from a few, I have seen uh, below par in the last couple of games. Uh, Jerry, like when you look at the starting 11 that went out uh, against Cork, uh, you've got a reasonably strong midfield with Bulger and Morahan, uh, two uh, of our better centre halves and Pinacker and Mahan. Uh, Johan, who's been pretty consistent throughout the season in fullback, and Reese Hutchinson, obviously, who's recently signed a new contract with the club. Uh, Frank's there from last season, who had a great season last year. Will, out in the, the, the wide, uh, are out in the left hand side, and uh, Stefan Radioslavievich uh, up top. Uh, maybe he's the one with the question mark over him. But, like, all in all, I think at the start of the season, before we kicked the ball, we would have said that that's a pretty strong starting 11. Uh, yet, uh, it's 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 even even what looks like a strong starting eleven is nowhere near good enough at the moment. Yeah, look, I suppose the point about football is it's not played on paper. Um, it looks like a good strong eleven on paper, but that's not the case. Um, 
Oh, like even even in the game, like we I thought we started off quite well, and I thought like this is going to be two or three nils for Rovers. Um, we were passing around pretty good. Like Cork didn't have a sniff for the first thirty minutes. Um, simple ball down the side of the between the two centre halves, and Keating buries it. And after that, then we're chasing the game and. Just with the mentality of the team at the moment and, and, and things like that, we just don't seem to have it in us to be capable of, of chasing a lead. Uh, maybe we did previously in, this, in, the, in the season, but just not now. And You know, I, I think it only takes maybe one or two players to, to kind of set the seeds of, of doubt within the team, within the squad. And it just feels like we're kind of regressing more so than, than pushing on and and things like that. So I'd be worried in that worried in that regard. Yeah, look, it's, it looks like a strong starting eleven. You know, you had uh, Stefan up front. Might as well have myself up front. To be fair, um, I think I would have got more touches, put myself about a little bit more. Uh, you know, it was just just disappointing. Just disappointing. Uh, Sean was the only difference in the sides. Are the sides uh, Rory Keating or did? Uh... Well, insofar as they had a, a player who could put the ball uh, into the back of the net, or was there more to it than that? Well, there's definitely a lot more to it than that, but it's one of the major factors within the game because it's shown in the last two games that without our vocal point of Max Mata, we're a completely different side. Um, we're toothless up front. Every attack just dies. It goes to nothing. Um, it's, it's very worrying. And obviously we knew that was going to be a situation where if Max got an injury that we could be in trouble. But uh, I didn't think we'd be in this much trouble. Because you look at even in the stats in the court game, like, you know, attacking wise, we have 125 attacks in that game. I, I watched the game. I can't even think, I didn't even think there'd be that many. Well, what, like, what does that mean? Like that means, like we had dangerous attacks. We got into the final third. Uh, or sorry, attacks. We just is just us attacking. But we had dangerous attacks. Is forty seven. So like we got into the final third like forty seven times where we would have created something. And even at that, like there was nothing coming from us. We didn't really look at threat. Like there was a couple of half chances where Hartman cuts inside, and they're basically passbacks go to the goalkeeper. Like uh-huh. they're not really threatening. Magoo, your man Corcoran had a had a field day. It was a training. It was like a, a training session for crosses, wasn't it? Yeah, but like as Sean says, like you can't remember anything. That's this. It's two games in a row we haven't had a shot on target. Well, like, technically, yeah, technically we do have shots on target in the Cork game, but you know, I wouldn't be, you wouldn't be, it'd, be like, it'd be like my wee one Freya kicking the ball back at the goalkeeper. Yeah, you know? like you're you're not making the keeper work. No, uh, it's it's like I I said it here a few weeks ago, and people were on to me then afterwards about. Uh, about whinging and stuff like that. What would I be complaining about? We're going so well. I was saying that nobody looks like scoring apart from Max Matter, yeah. and I was wor- and that was worrying me back then weeks ago. When we were playing well. Nobody looks like scoring. And that's like uh, recently pulled out of the bag in the top corner and stuff. But I mean that, Lim- that Limerick lad, put up that. Huh? that Limerick lad put up a great start. Actually, you put it up, Magoo. Just about Matter. Um, yeah. So in the scored seven goals. Uh, sorry, he scored in seven games. And Rovers have an average of two points per game. Uh, he has to score in nine games, and we only have taken four points in total. Mm. So I don't think I've ever seen a team that's so reliant on one person to score goals than this current Sligo Rovers team. And for me, and I've said this something times, and I think I had an argument with you before about it, Sean, not like me to have an argument with anybody, 
But I just think that our, <laughs> I, I just think that we go out with them, particularly the midfielders. I think our midfielders go out with the mindset of not even thinking about scoring. They're kind of going out, well, I need to do my job. I need to keep the ball. I need to keep the ball moving or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't seem to be in their mindset to, I need to score. Like, at the end of the day, game of football is a very, very simple game. And the team that scores most goals is going to win, right? But there's fellas going out there, in my opinion, that they're not even thinking about scoring. They're not trying to get on the end of things. They're not trying to burst into the box. They're not taking shots when the opportunity presents itself. They're more concerned about, like, well, I've done my job. Well, football is a game. It's a game. It's not more than a game. And the aim of the game is to score goals. And we're not even... Like, look at the amount of attacks we had. It's like, well, I've done my bit. You yeah, see, Jerry, no, from, my point of view, from my point of view as well, what I'm looking at now the last couple of games, and it's really starting to fucking annoy me, is the output of the of the players in the final third. And that's, I mean, I'm talking about, like, your Will Fitzgeralds, your Bogdans, your Frank Levacs. Like, like Will has had a brilliant season so far. His work rate has been brilliant. He's linked up a lot, an awful lot in, in, in anything good we've been involved in. He has done well. But his end product hasn't been good enough. Like, I look at, he's our left midfielder. And then I'll give you the... What the, the complete pinnacle of it, I suppose, when Michael Duffy is playing left midfield for, for Derry, he has seven goal invol- involvements in his last eight games, whether that be an assist or, or an actual goal itself. Wilfred Sterling has two assists all season. You know, that's, not, that's not a good enough return for a player that would have you know, got a decent contract. And I'm not trying to knock him as a player because I think Will's a very good player. But he has to bring that level up and he has to contribute more. Same with Frank Levac, two assists as well all season. That's not enough. We can create and we can play all the nice football, but the players in the final third have to be more clinical. Their decision-making has to be better. There's not enough coming. Like Hartman has four goals this year and what's two of them come against UCD in one game and then they're spread out as well. He doesn't even, and he has two assists as well. There's not enough coming. From what we were told and expecting to be... Sorry, go on, go on. I guarantee, just come back to you on Duffy there, but I guarantee you Duffy goes out into the mindset, goes out into the pitch with the mindset, right? I'm going to score tonight. Oh, I guarantee yeah. Yeah, but he's, not, he's, No, that's he's an attacking player. That's, that's what I'm stepping at, is our attacking players aren't offering us enough. And, you know, it, it's killing us. It is yeah. killing us. Uh, you know, and even like, you know, we all expected far more from Bogdan. Like, he hasn't offered us anything. Yeah. He really hasn't. Like, and there is, a, and I'll give every player a settling in period. I like to consider myself a very optimistic fan and a very positive fan. I don't try and be negative, but you know, you gotta call out shit when you see it too, and be realistic about situations. And you know, in this situation now, like I'm looking at Bogdan, I'm saying, you know, time is ticking, lad. You're one of the top earners at the club. You know, you need to start pulling your weight. I, there is, you know what I mean? It's yes, it's a hard league to settle into, but you've played in Europe. You've consistently played in Europe throughout your whole career. It's not that hard to adapt to the Irish League. It's not a league where you get kicked around the place all the time. It's it's a hard physical league, no doubt about it. But our fitness is there. Our physical strength is there. You need to be able to settle in now and adapt. The, you know, the time is now. You can't be fannying about the place just doing fuck all. You've got to offer more to us. Even the same with Stefan. I see, I see football in him, and he has contributed in small parts, but one goal just isn't enough for us. Well. Yeah, well, look, if I'm the opposite, if I'm the opposition manager, and I I see Bogdan on on the on the team sheet, it's like Rovers. I'm telling one of my, my boys, go out and give him a kick in the first five minutes, and that's him. He's gone. 
Yeah. Like, he's taking us for a ride, lads. Well, that's, that's what it feels like at the moment, to be honest with you, Jerry. And I don't know the lad. Look, he could be a very honest, hardworking lad. I'm not sure. But... We're not seeing you know, it on the pitch. We're not, exactly. When you get out jumped by Mark Coy for a header, you deserve to get your head taken off with a slap, in my opinion. Because he's six foot two, so he is. I, I, I'm standing beside him one day. He's not a small boy. So if Mark Coy like, jumps you on the pitch, something's seriously wrong. And it goes back to what Magoo was just saying earlier on, and it's been says a lot already, is desire. And yeah. it's... It's a very simple thing, and it's something that should just be automatically ingrained in you going out in the football. That you shouldn't even have to ask for that. As a manager, John Russell shouldn't even have to ask for lads. You, you should want this today, because it's the bare minimum, and it's a, it's the one requirement we as Sligo Rovers fans ask for is just give us something, just show us that you care. Play for the jersey. That's all we want, and then everything that comes after that is a massive bonus. We're, we're not pie in the sky, people. We don't think we should be winning titles. We don't even have a divine right to be in Europe. When we get there, it's through hard work from everyone on and off the pitch. You know, we don't feel we should be sitting in that top four all the time. That's where we want to be. It's where we strive to be. And it's where we're working hard to try and be. But the players have I, I don't to step think, out. Go on. I don't think some of them, sorry, I keep putting across you, but I'm just kind of right. a, a bit frustrated, to be honest with Jan. Um, like you said, Sean, there about playing for the jersey, right? Right, some of them aren't going to do that. That's you know, that's just my life, right? But pay for your fucking wage. Yeah, you know, play for play for your wage because at the end of the day, that wage is hard earned by everybody. Show a bit of fucking respect and pay for your wage. One thing I just um, read in I was reading in the Guardian there the other day. Oh, Gordon, intelligent. Just to bring things back down to earth, like. But uh, I was reading about your, uh, do you know, actually, I've seen a video about Rodri on TikTok. So there, there you go. That's uh, Paul Rodgers. Back- <laughs> now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now- back down to earth. I've seen a video about Rodri on TikTok and it was just gone on about, uh, about how he got to where he is. And, you know, he doesn't have tattoos and he doesn't drive a fancy car and all this kind of crap. But so I went in and I just kind of Googled him. And, uh, it just seems like a really grounded kind of guy that wants to play well, wants to do well for the club and blah, blah, blah. But just one of the things that he, he mentioned, and uh, he just said, the basics of modern football right now are that you are, uh, that you need to be aggressive. You need to be solid as, as, as players and as a team. So does John Russell maybe, and also there was a, a good uh, interview with uh, the Nottingham Forest manager there after their game against Arsenal, Ed. Mm-hmm. Steve, what's his name, Taylor, is it? Or Steve, not the forest manager. Cooper. Steve Cooper, right? So there was a there was an interview with Steve Cooper after the Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal game, and he just mentioned where, you know, they came in at the start of the season, they were probably maybe a little bit open, maybe a little bit naive and things like that, and he was just talking about how they adapted throughout the course of the season, uh, their play, to be aggressive, to be on the front foot, to be kind of all action and I wonder does maybe John Russell maybe have to take a little bit of the blame here in terms of in that regard in that you know principles are great and you know everybody everybody wants to play a lovely football and things like that but at the end of the day there has to come a point where we need to get results we need to get points on the board because you know the whole thing is going to fall apart and you can have your principles but principles don't always earn your points and I wonder do we need to maybe look at adapting more well, Jerry, I think I, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. 
because you know when I asked Magoo there you know what needs to change in the short term uh, it's not like we're not we're, we're playing lots of passing football and there's uh, I mean Sean I don't know if you've got stats in front of you but the amount of passes that and we're known for the sideway passes at this stage are are grand but we have that inability to uh, aggressively open teams up so like I think I, I would agree with you uh, Jerry I think the, the management need to shift the emphasis away from uh, attractive pretty football to begin to kick a bit of ass around the place and you know like at no stage in the Cork game did any of the Cork midfield uh, kind of fear for fear as to whether they were going to be uh, the first person to the ball or whether they were going to get clattered uh, in a challenge because there's, there's none of that from our game and you know straight away the opposition know that no more than what you're saying about um, having uh, Vastruck in the team there's the, 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 the opposition straight away they know exactly what sort of game they're going into when they face us and they know we're going to keep the ball and try and maintain possession but that there's the, 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 we've no cutting edge without Max Mata and that we've no real physical presence and the irony of all this is that at the start of the season we were we spoke about how physical and how well the team looked from a kind of an athletic point of view and I'm sure they are all great athletes but they have, they have very little physical presence and the other interesting thing that I saw during the week um, was that LOI extra video of um, Mata and Pinacker um, eating ice creams out in, um, <laughs> out in Mammy Johnson's in Strand Hill um, but where Pinacker spoke about the Jerry and you love this the community aspect of the club and that actually it does kind of mean more to the supporters of Sligo Rovers because it's our money that that's going into their pockets and if a fella isn't looks like he's not trying or working that's not money that's coming from um, from an investor or for, from some sugar daddy that's our money it's not prize money that's going in there that's our money so like I uh, like I think everybody needs to have a, a kind of a look at themselves at this stage and say, well, you know, what's going to change here, you know? Are we going to continue to try and play nice football and be absolutely toothless? Or are we well, going to make changes around the place? It's, 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 like, it goes back to that again. It's all about desire. It's not, like, yes, I'm sure John and Miller himself have made mistakes. And, like, for me, a big one is our, we seem so, everything seems so reliant on Max Mata, like we said already. We fall apart without us. Like I said before, that I always fancy us more away from home than at home. Because when teams come at us and everything, we have good players who like to play in the break, when there's space and all that kind of stuff. But at home, it's a different story. We, we, we can't open anybody up. Like, I remember the Swansea manager years ago, I can't think of his name now, the Spanish book, when they were playing Liverpool. And the best, the best Liverpool won nil, and he was saying afterwards on match of the day that oh, Liverpool are a great team, uh, brilliant team, one of the best teams in the world. He said, but they're like a Ferrari. He said, you stick a Ferrari into the centre of London, it's not going to go nowhere. And we're the exact same. Shells came and done it to us, Cork done it to us. They'll sit back, they'll, they'll be compact and deep, and we have no idea what to do. So that's one problem that needs sort. We need we need a plan B and a plan C. But like everything, it doesn't matter how many plans you have, like I said at the start, how many game plans you have, it's all about desire. Like if you if you take Stefan, Bogdan, Frank, whoever, all them, they're international players. Now if you put them on their day against Tundee and Keaton on their day, everybody is picking 
Stefan and Bogdan all day long on their pure ability and everything. But the other day, you would have had Tunde and Keaton 100% of the time watching that the other day because and of the sure, sheer, sheer desire on work race. And, and bear in mind, the two of them are rank as well, by the way. Yeah, so, but like they cause us so much problems just with yeah. sheer work race and will and desire to want to come in behind and chase balls and chase those causes and put our defence under pressure. Like, Cork came into that game six defeats in a row and we didn't put them under pressure. But surely their confidence was low. Surely they were brittle, low on self-confidence. If we attacked them straight from the start, put them under pressure, under the cost right from the start, in their faces. No, we just sat back and let them... Like, their goal, their first goal is just a prime example of that. They watched the whole way up through the pitch and not one tackle on them. And call a spade a spade. You know, they were playing under Liam Buckley. It's not like they had a manager screaming at them and putting a rocket up their hole uh, before the game or anything like that. You know, and that's... I'm not being disrespectful to Buckley. That's just not his style. Like, so it was... They didn't have that fucking rah-rah attitude behind them or anything like that. So, you know, they would have come out quite calm and everything else. And like Magoo says, on the back of fucking an awful run, like, you know, it there was no... There's no excuses for it. And I think Russell does have to take blame in it too. He made some bad decisions selection-wise and substitutions. I felt this... They spoke an awful lot. Bogdan not coming off the bench, that said an awful lot to me. Uh, you know, when it's Browning coming on when we need a goal and it's Bogdan still sitting on the bench, I think that's that says an awful lot. But, you know, I think, you know, when you're drawing on the community club aspect of things... Uh, sorry, Connor, go on. No, 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 go on. Finish your point. Oh, well, this is going to be a long point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fill, fill your boots. Then before you finish that long point, but I, I said last <laughs> week... Uh, I said last week, right, if there's a team... If I was a manager of an opposition team, if there's one team that I would want to play at the moment, it's us. Yeah, yeah I oh, agree yeah. with that. I think uh, we're there for the take, and we look, we look soft. Go on, Sean. Your community club uh, point? No, it's yeah. just well, it looks not that long of a point to be honest with you. But it's just it's the elephant it, it, in the room as well because you know we've all seen it online. Is is the Russell out business? You know, okay, we're living. Well, do you know what? I, I, I will. I will stop you there because we'll get to that, right? I'll stop you there. Okay. We'll get to that. Um, before we I'm going, back I'm to the go, fucking old days on this thing tonight, isn't it? Being told what to do at all. <laughs> we're going to we're going to go into the shouts in the shed end, but just on very quickly, Sean on um, Liam Buckley. Do you think that's an, that's another the fact that Buckley was in the opposition um, was in the opposition dugout? Do you think that's another kind of psychological blow to to John Russell? It'll hurt his pride, Asta. There's no two ways about it. It has to hurt his pride in some way, shape, or form. If that can hurt me, so it is, you know, like it, it, it's it's one upmanship. He would have been buzzing with that. You could, it didn't even look like there was um, too much harmony between them now during the handshakes or anything like that. You know, it looked fairly cold. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's, you know, so obviously it's not all rosy in the garden between them. So it definitely would have hurt his pride. But you know, this he's in a learning curve. That's what it's all about. He's got to learn. Like at the end of the day, Buckley's an old master of the game. Like he's yeah. no fool. Okay, uh, we get your we get your shouts from the shed end. Uh, we're going coast to coast uh, in the United States uh, this evening for your shouts from the shed end. We've got Joseph Lima in, in California, Sean from America over towards the uh, the East Coast, um, and we've got uh, James from Gurching slash Galway, and uh, uh, we've got our own uh, we've got our own uh, Mister Kelly in there as well, who's uh, sunning himself in uh, in Italy somewhere. And um, we'll kick things off. This week. We'll kick things off. They put up off. a photo there earlier on. Um, 
and it looked like he was in fucking Chernobyl. Not never mind. <laughs> but it was burgers or something? Was that's, just a, that's just the look he has. He looks like one of those kind of Chernobyl you, babies. You can get great deals in Chernobyl at the moment. Yeah, very, <laughs> very cheap to holiday there. No better man than don't come I'm... back a Spider Man. <laughs> right, just shout to the shed end. Uh, it's Ushi Morn who's kicking things off. Well, lads, after watching that game against Cork, it's very disappointing. We seem to lack any kind of aggression and direct play. We seem to just be able to knock the ball nicely around the middle of the park without going anywhere. We just seem to lack that kind of killer approach, that kind of necessary aggression. They're saying that we have a lot of injuries and a good few players out, Mata in particular, but there has to be a plan B and there just didn't seem to be anything this evening. Very disappointing. This is Joseph in California. It was a really tough weekend to watch Sligo soccer. uh, I'm not hitting the panic button for the men's side, but um, my hand is is kind of near it. Let's put it that way. Um, and the women's game was just really tough to watch. And, uh, you know, the women worked hard. They really... Uh, put the effort in um, and it was a heartbreaking result um, um, so I'm, I'm actually more worried about the women's side um, considering where stuff is at um, but because I'm an optimistic person I wanted to give a plug um, for what um, the Borst Twitter feed posted and I'm sure that will be posted on other uh social media platforms, hint, hint, um, that there's a proposal to launch a Sligo Leitrim Senior Women's League um, with, it sounds like, many of the clubs that um, have become fears uh, for the men's side of things um, will be able to do the same on the women's side going forward. And this is so important for the growth of the sport, um, uh, families being able to come to games, uh, girls participating, and then boys in the family participating, and vice versa. You know that that circle of participation uh, really makes um, it a cornerstone of the community. Uh, so uh, I hope you go um, follow the link. Um, that's on the Boris Twitter feed and on social media um, to find out more about it. Um, and uh, hopefully you or someone you know uh, can be a pathfinder uh, for the region uh, on the women's side as well. So um, fingers crossed for the road ahead for both teams. Uh, and as always, up the Rovers. What's the story, lads? James from Gurching slash Galway here. Yeah, uh, I don't know what to say to you again, <laughs> again this week. Um, I said in last week's voice note that I hope we'll be able to send. I'd be able to send a more positive one to you this week, but not after another piss poor performance like that. Um, more of the same. 
as last week against Shells, you know, um, would have been the perfect opportunity to bounce back. Cork are uh, second from bottom. They have lost their six last six games, I believe. Um, yeah, they haven't won a game since something like the fifth or sixth of April, something like that. Um, but we were completely outplayed by them, especially in the first half. Uh, I thought it could have been three 0 at halftime, to be honest. Um, they hit the crossbar, and uh, Olabi had a handful of chances, like he, he should have put away <laughs> a few of them. Um, yeah, it was it was a tough watch, now, a very tough watch. Um, I sat down here and got when I watched the game with two lads for who wouldn't watch the League of Ireland, and uh, I was kind of getting looks from them, and they were kind of slagging me as to is this the sort of shout that I'd be watching every week, and um, is this the stuff that I'm I'm talking about religiously? And I had no real answer for them, like you know, it was it was piss poor. Um, yeah, there's a lot of players there. Look. Uh, just, you don't like talking about players and you know their livelihoods depend on it and stuff but you have to call out shit performances and sh- not, not even shit performances because players will have poor performances here there and everywhere but it's just this lack of determination like this kind of fucking waltzing around the pitch and not chasing balls not getting stuck in like oh drive insane we have four tough games now as well before the break we have Jerry Bulls, Shams and Shells and like realistically the way we're going the last two or three weeks we're getting nothing from them games you know like oh, I don't know lads I don't know what to say to you to be honest I'm, I'm sickening in today I thought I'd go to bed last night and I thought I might, might feel a bit better in the morning about it but oh Jesus Christ I know where it ends lads um, you need, need a few changes now in the in the summer break but whether we can afford that or not is another story, you know. Uh, but anyways, look, um, we'll see what next week brings us. Cheers, lads. This is Sean from America. Um, another extremely disappointing performance. Uh, third again in a row that we haven't scored a goal. Um, it's just been pretty awful to watch, uh, frankly disappointing um, I knew this season was going to be a work in progress and wasn't really expecting much I thought we'd be a little bit better than we are right now um, we started off okay but we seem to be regressing and it's not looking good players some of the players seem to be giving up too easy. They don't look like they got any fight. And uh, it's it's not very good. Uh, I see people saying, Russell out. Yeah, no, not for me. Look, he's a young manager starting out. He's got, what, 10 new players betting in. It's going to take some time for them to settle in, sure. We're about halfway through the season now. Surely they should be settled. They just don't look like they're playing. Uh, Well, sure, he's made mistakes. The players make mistakes. The players let him down. The players let us down. He can do... Hopefully, he'll figure something out and uh, get us back to 
competing. And moving up the table because at this point, it doesn't look like this group of players has the, the desire or the will to get in a relegation fight. That, that just wouldn't be good. But for me, no way Russell needs to go. You know, he needs time. He's learning out. Sure, he's he's made mistakes in the transfer market. You know, maybe some of those signs haven't come off. Maybe they'll come good. I don't know. We'll find out in the future. Maybe we can do something in the summer window. Again, I don't know. Um, but for sure, he's made mistakes. He's also done some good things. He also has probably more European experience than any coach we've ever had that I can that I know of. Um, so you got to take that in consideration as well. So he needs to stick around. He needs to sort out the players. They need to get their heads out of their asses and start playing for the club because the fans will be there. We'll be there to support and back the boys. Hopefully they'll back themselves. I guess we'll find out, but uh, up the rovers. And that's Jordan here from uh, Sunbed and Sunny Italy. Um, still browned off after fighting his performance. Uh, look at what you say. It's, you know, it's, it's just fucking one thing after another, really. But, like, you know, the time for making excuses, like, we're missing this or we're missing that, or, you know, individual errors or whatever. Like, just everyone, first thing first, don't lose the fucking game. Go out, be responsible for yourself, and make sure that if you do lose the game, it's not going to be because of mistakes that you made. That's first things first. Win your battles. Be professional. Win your battles and fight. That's all anyone's asking for you. And if you can't do that, then you need to look at yourself in the mirror because you shouldn't be a professional footballer. So as fat as they are, that would give the right arm to be on that pitch represents like Rovers and you know like you either have the cojones to do it or you don't so stand up and be counted fucking fight and try and find a way out of this because um, it's, it's, I'm sure it's desperately hard for you on the pitch but it's desperately hard for us to fucking watch it it's you know it's, it's just you, you just with adversity you need to find a way it's, it's not the adversity that it's, it's, it's how you get out of it, it's how you deal with it, it's how you cope with it. Find a way of coping with it, find a way. That's all anyone's asking for you, is to find a way. You're professional footballers, you represent our football team. Find a way of stopping the slide and make yourselves, make yourselves feel good, as well as the supporters the club. It's within you, it's well within you, and you've proven before already this season, so whatever it takes, find a way. Put an end to this run and, and Start looking up the table and look behind. All right, up to Rovers. Okay, that's your shouts in the shed end. You can get them in via voice notes uh, on WhatsApp to 085 9767 That's 085 9767 Or you can send them to podcast at podcast at borst.ie. And you can get them in after uh, Saturday's game at home to uh, Derry City. I think so, we should, um, do, do, I think we should do a pre season tour of America. <laughs> yes. Now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. We seem yeah. to be growing out there. It's great. Yeah. Well, 
I'd hag. <laughs> Will they fly it's... us out to like if if um, if Joseph Lehman can put us up in uh, California? <laughs> uh, if we had someone in kind of Chicago, um, and then we went down to uh, Carolina to to show. Jerry, Jerry has contacts in Chicago. They do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. coming together. It's all coming together. together as well. tour. <laughs> we could go missing for a month or two. <laughs> it just, just, just be the original crew as well. Obviously, Donald and Ronan and uh, David can piss off. Oh, they're not coming. <laughs> oh, they're not coming. They can do the scouting in Italy. Seems to like it over there. And Chernobyl. Chernobyl. And Chernobyl. Look, for, look for lads in Chernobyl with three The Chernobyl, and... the Chernobyl, Chernobyl three. three find Bob Dan's legs over there. Two, two fellas they... with two heads. It'd be great to centre half them fellas. Right, let's get back to uh, the agenda. So uh, Donald had asked whether um, the lads, uh, whether the players have the cojones. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, that, I mean, that's what we were speaking about really in the first half. We're, we're not yeah. showing enough enough balls. Um, I suppose we've covered that. Uh, I thought James in, in, uh, in Gerching slash Galway made an interesting point. Like he sat down to watch the Cork City v Saigo Rovers game with people who wouldn't usually watch League of Ireland and, you know, everyone's, uh, all the newspapers and media are, uh, you know, giving the League of Ireland the big one at the moment and then you sit down to a game like that, Jerry. like, it's just, I mean, it's hard to even, it's just, it's hard to even call it a, a football match. Yeah, there was football played, but it was just dour, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, you'd want to be a, a real diehard to, sit down and watch that for 90 plus minutes um, and it's hard to sell that brand of uh, non-football to be fair to someone that's kind of watching for the first time um, and I think again it kind of I know we've used this word this seems to be the buzzword for tonight but it comes down to desire like I watch a lot of say non-league football League 2 football in, in England and uh the one thing you always get down there is desire and that's enjoyable in itself. Uh, but it was none of that from us the last day and, you know, you need to earn the right to play football and I don't think we're doing that at the moment and once you earn that right and you have that desire, then you can start playing your little one-twos and triangles and, you know, playing between the lines and all that kind of jargon. But, you know, football is an entertainment business and that definitely wasn't entertainment the last night. Uh, Magoo, uh, um, uh, what am I going to Oh, yeah, so Joseph Lima, um, uh, what he did, he spoke about the uh, the women's game against Shells, which was another uh, difficult performance to, to swallow, but probably for different reasons. Um, I think what you get with the women's team is a lot more heart and desire, um, at the moment in comparison to, to the men's team, but. Um, uh, a difficult result to, to swallow 6-0 in the showgrounds there uh, over the weekend. More good news though uh, in, on the women's front in relation to um, uh, like J Joseph Lima for someone who's a couple of thousand miles away has a real finger on the, the, the pulse of Sligo football uh, as he um, he comments on um, the developments around Sligo Leitrim potentially putting together not potentially it is going to happen in the forthcoming season they're having a they're they're going to have a women's league for the first time it, well i read in the champion i think it was they said it's the first time or, or that there, there seemed to be a, a league pre, in previous years i can't ever remember it yeah i think there was and um, i think there was only like four teams in it or something like that maybe going back maybe nine or ten years ago i think like yeah, eight okay. and 
one or two um, others, but yeah, it was only about four, four, possibly five teams. Yeah, um, and a, a lot of this is down to a lot of the, the new league is down to the hard work from Emma Hansbury. Um, and uh, it seems like it's going to get it's getting a positive reaction from a lot of the clubs uh, around the country. Yeah, I was at the game actually on the women's game on Saturday, and oh, I don't know, it's hard to explain why it was a 6 0 defeat. Um, like, I just think that shells were really, really clinical. Um, compared to ourselves and I think the 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 difference in terms of experience really kind of showed up on the day in that Rovers went down 2-0 pretty pretty early and just never really recovered after that and anytime Shell's got a chance to score it like we I'd say if the stats were done for it like we probably had more maybe possession than what they had uh, we had lo- we played really really nice football but I think it just came down to experience at the end of the day. I think I think the keeper is under 20. I know there was, of the back four, there was a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old. I think a 19-year-old. And that's kind of like the theme of where we're kind of getting beaten in that, you know, we're kind of trying to promote players into the first team at a very young age because that's where we're at. Whereas mm-hmm. like shells are really well established. They're coming from a big population base. And, you know, I was kind of going out of the ground and I was just like, kind of felt really, really bad for, for the players. And I'm sure they feel really, really down, but that's the reality is that they've got so much experience. We're still learning and it's going to take time. Like our men's senior team is going for 95, 96 years now. It's only the second season of our women's team. It's going to take time. I just hope that they do stick together and, and, and keep it going because there's a lot of positives coming through the the 17s and 19s. And now we're looking at getting the Sligo Leitrim side up and running. And I think as well with the with the World Cup coming up uh, in the summer, the Women's World Cup, I think football is just going to go. I think you're going to get the same kind of reaction maybe like you got from Italia 90 in terms of equivalent for women's football. I think it's just going to explode. I think there's no doubt about it. I think the, the development of the Sligo Leitrim League as well will pay dividends for Sligo Rovers. And you're right, Jerry. I think, you know, what the the Steve's team have to do at the moment is they kind of have to, they're, they're kind of, lay, they are laying the foundations for future generations. And, um, you know, it's it, it sounds shitty and it's not very inspiring, but it's their job to make those small incremental, um, you know, steps forward. So that you know that for future success, I suppose, like you know, yeah, um, well, yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it, Connor. Um, you know, they're probably at the, they're really at the coal face of things, and they're 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 getting. It's not easy, but they're laying the foundations for for the generations to come, um, and there always has to be a starting point, and the starting point is never easy. And you know, I think even I was looking at the late late show there the last night. You know, they had the first women's Ireland international team on. And, you know, how they spoke about, you know, what they had to deal with at the time and how far we've come as a nation in terms of women's football. And yeah. it's kind of, there's like I, a mirror there with Rovers, you know. It's, I, I, I think the important thing, like, and that, I think that's an interesting point, going back to that that first incarnation of uh, the, the the women's national team. You know, the important thing for the women that are involved, particularly in Slagger Rovers now, is that they are remembered as that first team yeah. somehow in the future that um 
that they're recognized for their efforts, even though, you know, there's going to be weekends when they get taken apart by teams that are in a different kind of stratosphere. But that ultimately, in years to come, we can look back and we can, that there's recognition for the work that Steve and his team and his players are doing today. Well, they'll always be, it's, it's tough for them, like, having to be, they're the ones around now and not in 20 years' time, maybe, whatever, like, that's just the way it's planned out for them. But, like, they'll always be the first. So they have that. Like, they'll, they'll be, the, they're the history makers in that way as being the first Rovers winning senior team. So, um, they'll always have that in their back pocket. But look, it's like what you were saying there with the, with the being so young and stuff, with the, you know, with the Sligo Leithman League starting up, like, girls have nowhere to go after they're 18 to play football. And it was the same with Rovers senior team. They were, they had another 17, another 19 team. And then the players were all going off to play everywhere else and stuff like that. So, do you know, like, the, the point of the senior team now is to bring the girls through like so it is as Jerry says they will, they will take a few beatings now and stuff with the real experience and that but you know that'll stand to them in a couple of years but I think it needs to be noted as well though is how many internationals are in the side you know you look at it for a team that's only in its second year now it's what are we four or five internationals throughout the from the under 19s up to the senior side and, and that's probably including Casey as well that's with the Northern Ireland international team but you know that's no mean feat, having that many internationals in a side that's only developing or it just goes to show you the level of coaching and work that's going in on the training pitch with Steve and the rest of the team involved there. So, you know, the, there's, the positives far outweigh the negatives anyway and a few batterings along the way will only build their character and make them better for it. They're, look, as everyone's already pointed out, they're a very, very young side. They're, they're only finding their feet, but I have no doubt they'll only get better and in the coming years. And they, they exceeded expectations. They exceeded expectations last year, like, so they're just having a bit of a second season syndrome. So, um, just to correct the record as well, um, it's uh, Catherine Heidman who's uh, doing a lot of the work there in getting the women's uh, senior Sligo Leitrim League uh, up and running. Uh, apologies there, Catherine. Um, okay, so back to our shouts from the shed end. And um, Magoo, Sean from America, is calling for CAM for this growing uh, minority of people who are looking for a change in manager. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, where, what, uh, I don't even know where to start with it, to be honest with you. Like, what do you think is going to happen? So, fellas, going to get Sam Allardyce in, sure. Get Sam Allardyce in and he'll, he'll keep us up. Like, for fuck's sake, like, come in with a magic wand and everything will be okay. Like, I, I, these fellas are living in fantasy world, like, how often they're Twitter land. Like, it's the modern day football fan ago. Everything is yeah, just, as you, were, as you were saying, though, Sean, as you were saying, like, where, where are these new managers going to come from? Yeah. Where do they think they're going? So well, you only have to, and the point is, too, you only have to look at what's happening in England as well, with. All the, the teams sacking the managers through the season. Southampton, Leicester, Leeds, Everton. Who's the one team that didn't sack it out of all down there? Nottingham Forest. Yeah. To stop with the man. Consistency is key. Yeah, consistency is key. And like, at the end of the day, we've, we've we started into a project here, so we have. It was laid out at the very start when John took the job. This was a project. This was a long-term project to go along with the redevelopment of the showgrounds and everything. Everything was moving in one direction, and that was forward. There was always going to be bumps along the road. Fair enough. This is it. 
like at the end of the day, this is just it's just a big bump because it's three losses on the bounce, and people think automatically oh, the world is over. Like there's nothing to say we don't go out and beat Derry. I know it's going to be a hard task, but then everything looks a wee bit rosier. We'll get out of that later. But in the meantime, it's just people automatically think that a ma- once a manager goes, that's it, everything is sweet again. And that's not the case. It's far, far from it. So it is. Like, at the end of the day, people then are going to turn around and, you know, say about the players that, you know, we're, we're saying, like, players are letting John down. They are. And then people will caveat that with, they're his signings. They're his signings, 100%. But he can't, he can't automatically say when they're going to come in and just be amazing or not, or some of them don't show up or anything like that. He, he can't be held responsible for that end of it. He has done his scouting. I know people are saying, oh, they're probably not looked at or that. He has scouted these players. He's done his best with what he can. But it's also, he had to go down this route of getting Scandinavian lads and Eastern European lads because in the financial market that we're in, we can't compete with clubs from Dublin. We, we cannot afford the wages that have been offered up there. And it's a simple case of, you. If, I said at the start of the season, if you went signing players off the free list that was available on the League of Ireland free transfers from last season, you would have signed a first division team mm. because there wasn't any quality available. Most players in this league are now tied into two and three year deals with the bigger clubs in Dublin and even some of the, and the likes of Derry and that. It's not like years ago where players are just one year contracts and everyone's available at the end of the year and it's, you know, it's first come, first serve with the big contracts. That doesn't happen anymore. It's only, if you're released from your club, it's probably because you haven't been performing for the last two or three years of your contract and they're willing to say, no, we've had enough, we'll move on now. There isn't the quality available. It doesn't happen. The best player on that list was Dara Leahy. Dara Leahy had already agreed a contract with Dundalk. It just hadn't gone through by the time that list came out. And that's, that was only, it was just a technicality. And he was the best player on that list. For John Russell, he tried a different avenue. It hasn't failed. It hasn't failed because the season isn't over. These players can still work out for us. And some of them are working out for us. So they are. Can I, can I also say on that, Tass, about the... So as you say, the caveat it was there his signings, and so he's responsible. These signings, everybody was going well, even in the games up until the Shelburne games. So all the games before that where we lost or uh, maybe we drew, but we should have got the win. Whatever, we were in every single game. Yeah, even the games we lost, we were in every single game. Like we went to Shams. And done to Shams, well, I haven't seen the League of Ireland team do to Shams in, I don't know, years. You might have seen the European team do it, but not a, a League of Ireland team. As I so, said, Miguel, when Bradley comes out and tells you that they were that the opposition was brilliant, you've done something right there. Yeah. So, yeah. so these the signings were obviously working. But to me, it's after the Dundalk game at home, which was another game we should have won and we left behind us, like Bowles, the previous home game. We left behind us. To me... It looks like there was words or something happened after the game where words were had. And words, in fairness, were probably needed to be had because the same shit kept happening. And it seems now that something has happened where that whole, as we go back to the word desire and work rate and everything, but the energy and everything just seems to stop. Whether it's a confidence thing or whether it is some lads have their nose out of joint because they were fucking given out to and they're they're feeling sorry for themselves and their feelings were hurt or something. I don't know. But that does seem that bit of a shift from the Dundalk game. Because even the Dundalk game, we lost, but we like we had enough chances to win the game. But like also, 
we played good football and we, we created chances. Compared to the week later, the Shelburne game was two contrasts of styles of performances. Like it was a big, massive drop. But even like, yeah, and you have, to, I know people say it, that's an excuse. What I'm going to say is probably an excuse, but it's a legitimate excuse as well. Is the injuries have been killing us. They've been mounted up. And even in that Shells game, it looked like a patchwork quilt team. If there was people, there was just bodies being put in there for the sake of being put in there. Like Danny Lafferty having to go in at centre half. Like I felt sorry for the lad, to be perfectly honest with you, having to go in there. He's not a centre half. He'll never be a centre half. You know, and it's, that's just not, the, that's not his position. It's a big change. Again, in the back four that I don't think has played the same, the same, we haven't had the back four play twice in succession yet, I don't think. You know, and that's a major issue in itself. And, you know, then in the midfield, I know Greg was in there and he, I think he was about 40% fit to play the game and it showed in fairness and you know that's that's not to be you know getting at him too much but it did he was he was poor on the night and he was poor again in Cork and Nile was poor in Cork and I think you know fitness has been killing us as well into the injuries they've stacked up it's it's hurting us big time but John has had his faults as well as I said already like substitutions and selections maybe haven't been exactly what we've wanted at times and you know maybe a rocket was needed up the arse at times when it wasn't given but at the end of the day, I think going forward, we have the right man in place. And I genuinely do believe that if Russell spoke with an English or Scottish accent, he'd be afforded a hell of a lot, an awful lot more time around here. So he would. I think it's a case of knowing something a little bit too well and thinking, you know what, you're easily fucking, you're easy to get rid of because you've been here before. We know you for years. You're part of the furniture. So no, go on. You're you're, you're easy to get rid of. You know, you've, like an assistant manager, this crack of uh, all of a sudden an assistant manager can't step into the managerial role. Absolute bullshit. Ah, co- complete and utter nonsense. If people knew... Less, year. Yeah, exactly, Miguel. Exactly. The most successful team in Europe at the time. And if people knew the level of work that John Russell put into getting this job, not just the level of work he's put in after since he got it, the level of work, a detail, and the, oh, what he showed to the board and everything that we were lucky enough to get a word, you know, not a word, and it's a word after he was appointed, just to say how impressive his interview and everything was. And it was, it was amazing to listen to because I even, I was hesitant about John getting the job because I automatically thought Buckley's assistant. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. It was when I spoke to him myself and heard everything else that was says about what went on in the interview and everything after, I was, like, I was blown away by it. And I still am because I've seen the level of detail he went into in pre-season and the football we've played. People are saying we, we haven't really changed the style of play. If you can't see the style of play that we've changed and the football we've changed, I feel sorry for you, to be perfectly honest with you. I really do. I feel sorry for you because some of the football we've played this season has been absolutely outstanding. And we've been credited by all, all the top media people around the country about how good we are. Like was, when, was, John, when Johnny Ward is complimenting you on the League of Ireland podcast, you're doing something right, and he never compliments Sligo Rovers. There, there was a manager we had years ago called Patsy McGann, and he was a he was a great Finn Harps man. Managed him for years and years and years, and he, he managed just oh must have been oh Jesus must have been I think the early eighties maybe around eighty one or eighty or something like that. But he always it just it kind of touching on what you're saying there, Sean. You know, um, like if if jo- I can't I can't remember the exact phrase that that Patsy had, but basically what he was saying was that, you know, sometimes 
you're not you're taken for granted when you're from a place yeah. or you're but if another fella comes in he's a great fella i'd yeah. love to jesus if i known you were going to talk about that i nearly would have looked for for the actual the, the the line that he had but he was so so right you know like in in terms of like say Donegal or Sligo or places like that where a fella comes in with an English or a Scottish accent he's lauded he can do no wrong but the man and that the local man nearly be put down quicker yeah and that's what and we have right. here I feel sometimes Jerry and it's not all it's not all the time it's not all the fans don't get me wrong I'm not saying anything silly like that but it is a case where I feel it's like that sometimes and I don't think you'll get a man that'll work as hard for this club as John Russell yeah. John Russell gets this club this yeah you work you work you get some fellow to come in from England or Scotland who cares as much about the club as Russell does. Yeah, he hurts like a fan when we lose. Like, and he would genuinely, if he could, he'd probably stand at the gate and shake every fan's hand as they leave this the ground and apologise to them after we lose. He 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 walks that pitch and he goes round and he 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 greets every fan the same. He knows what this club is all about. He gets it one hundred percent. And as I was going to say, like this community club. You know, it's a huge, it's our, it's, we're built on it. We're built on a community. We're not a sacking club. We don't sack managers for fun. So first of all, we don't, we're not financially stable enough to sack managers for fun. You know, if we sack a manager now, we're left in a seriously bad situation because that's a huge amount of our budget and everything gone for next year. And it's a huge amount of a budget gone for the following manager. You know, we don't, we can't act like that. New manager comes in, he's going to want to sign a load of more players in July. Yeah. But also, John Russell is entitled to he's entitled to make a couple of mistakes and figure them out and improve himself as a coach, as well. Yeah. And we have to like a, as part of this kind of relationship, we have to be able to, as a club, to allow him to develop and figuring this out as part of his development and ultimately the club's development. Well, Connor, I, look at the end of the day, right? We were in a situation there just before COVID, at the start of the season under Liam Buckley, we lost our first four games of the season convincingly. We were absolutely rank, rotten, useless. We were searched for relegation, it looked like. And Liam was lucky. He got the roll of the dice. And, you know, COVID came in. We were able to get players back from injury. And he was able to bring in one or two because of the community aspect of the club and all the money we raised. You know? And it, and it worked out. And we got, we, got, we got the short COVID season. And we were able to qualify for Europe. And that gave us a, a, a springboard and helped us build off that as well. But... You know, John just needs a little bit of luck now, I think. You know, he's done a lot of hard work. There's been a lot of hard graft in the first bit of the season where we didn't get luck, where we should have came away, as Magoo says, with games. We left them behind us. And now we've been punished by, by other teams where they haven't left the results behind us. They mightn't have even played that well, but they've taken the results. Like Dundalk, we bet them into the goals that night and they come away with the three points. Hmm. You know? Yeah. So, I, think we're, I think we're kind of... I think we're nearly giving this... Uh, too much oxygen in a way. I don't mean that. Yeah. I don't mean that disrespectfully to anybody, but I think it's um, it's it's kind of a case of where look. I think I'd like to think I kind of have me me finger on the pulse when it comes to Sligo over supporters and 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 the mood and and what's what's happening. And for me, you know, it's a few big voices that are making the most noise. Uh, I think ninety percent of the supporters are are very happy and very patient to, to to stick with it's not even in their heads it's not even there it's not in, not in anybody's heads that John Russell is going anywhere that that's absolutely ridiculous you know right. okay. it's just you have the usual hold on Connor you have the usual few 
empty vessels that make the most noise and with social media and things like that they're given a platform but it's it's total nonsensical shite right okay um, we, we get on to uh, the dairy fixture, but before we do, uh, we want to uh, give out some beer from uh, last week's beer scorecast. <clears throat> Unbelievably, we there were two people who had uh, a 1-0 cork win down. Uh, Daniel Lang, we hope you choked. Oh, absolute prick. And Ryan Foley, <laughs> you too, absolute yeah. scumbag. Uh, I don't know how you look yourself in the mirror. Um, be a chalk, be a chalk yeah. on the white hag. Congratulations, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and uh, we got some more beer for uh, our shouts from the shed in from last week. Uh, Alan Kearns and James Coleman are also getting um, a case of the white hag each. Uh, James Coleman, we understand, is James from Galway slash Gartine. Okay. <laughs> So, oh yeah, just to, to mention as well, um, keep an eye out for next week's a uh, next week's um, beer scorecast on Twitter and get your predictions in, and you're in with a chance of winning a case of the White Hag. Sean, you are involved in an interesting project um, that um, that the club are also involved in. Do you want to give some details? Yeah, well, it's led from the trust, obviously, and um, it's going to be going through the club. Obviously, you're gladly coming on board with it, but we're going to be opening a food bank in the showgrounds from from the from Derry from the home game against Derry onwards um I approached Sheila from the Sligo Food and Furniture Bank uh, about the possibility of joining up to you know get this going and they were delighted they couldn't believe it they were they were over the moon to be honest which I didn't think it was even a possibility so, so they were absolutely uh, sorry so this is in the context of the um the uh, the cost of living crisis and absolutely because uh, I tell you what it was Connor I was actually I was working around the the area where the food bank is at the moment over at Abbey Abbeyville and I was taken back to be honest it was actually it was, it was upsetting to watch it the amount of people that were going in and requiring the services of of what Sheila and the girls offer over there and it broke my heart because I actually watched people I know going in. So I actually had to turn me back because I didn't want them to see me. I, and it just, I just says, look, something has to happen here. I, and that's, I, I said it to Jerry. I approached Jerry about it with the trust. And, you know, so it was obviously full steam ahead. No one's going to ever step in front of that, you know. And the club were delighted. Sheila was delighted. So from Derry onwards now, there will be, before every game, we'll have a collection point where you can donate. And it's just a two euro donation if you can. But what that will do is that allow Sligo, food and furniture bank to actually buy hot meals for people to provide hot meals and look we're not going to turn away donations as well food donations or whatever donations it may be obviously if you can if you are making a food donation or something like that make it something proper you know i don't mean to sound cheeky in any way shape or form don't just throw rubbish towards because this actually has to go to people and and like tin stuff or noodles and things like that they're really good because some people don't have the cooking facilities or the facilities even for keeping, you know, fresh foods going or anything like that. So, you know, you have to, we need to be smart about what we're donating. But we'll have a trolley there as well for physical donations like that. And uh, there'll be a, a tap station as well, obviously, for the cash. Not ca well, technically cash donations in the two euro. But look, obviously, I know everyone will back it. As I say, it's a massive part of the community and we're giving back to our own and you know we're helping everyone along the way so look it's just it's another great thing that we're doing for the club where in the showgrounds can people make those donations 
I'll be there personally. I, I won't be there on Saturday night. I'm missing the game myself. It's my daughter's communion, so there is an exception to be made, I suppose. But um, we will have someone man in the stand. We'll probably be behind the programme sellers. If not, we'll be just to one side of them. Yeah. So you'll see us there. We'll have a flag up and everything else. And we'll be very visible from here okay. on in. So look, hopefully everyone can support us. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll wrap things up by uh, looking ahead to the fixture on Saturday night against Derry City. Uh, I'm not sure where we are injury-wise. I don't think we're going we're to expect to see anybody uh, back. I could be wrong. Or Magoo, I don't know if you have any insight on that. Um, uh, like I think maybe we covered it in the, in the first half. Um, Jerry, we're looking for a bit of a change of attitude. Yeah. Um, 100%. Just we need to... There can't be a change in personnel, so it's got to be attitude, right? Yeah, so, like, you know, going back to the court game, you totally, you totally needed different terms of uh, aptitude and appliance and just getting on the front foot and getting stuck in and wanting to score. Like, if I'm a fullback, if I go on as left back, I've never played left back in my life, but I still want to score. Do you know what? You, you look back to players like, say, for instance, like, say, Raf Cotero. Every time he took the pitch, he wanted to score a goal, no matter what position he was playing in. And I just think people and players need to take responsibility and go with the mindset of, you know, like, we need to score tonight. We can't be just leaving it to others to do it. We need to step up and take responsibility and be brave on the ball and try and actually score goals. It's the name of the game. We need to score goals. It's not a case of, right, well, I done my job and I passed it well and I took my free kicks well, or I done whatever the case, I, I don't want to, it it's not a case of doing what's asked of you, you need to kind of go above and beyond now at this stage to get ourselves out of the shit. Sean, will we be going in with the, the same uh, shape in this very game? I'd be very surprised if we changed, um, yeah, yeah, very, very surprised if we changed tactically. I'd like to see a tactical change to be honest with you, just to throw up something different. Um, like what? I'd like to see us go with three at the back, five in the field, two wing backs, and I go two up top. I think Max will be back. Um, so I think Max will be back, and I play Hartman often, to be honest uh, with you. Who's your back three? Pineacker, Mahan, and. Whichever other centre half is fit. None of them. Um, I, I, surely Finnerty's back, is he? Like, you know what I mean? He, what, he played, ten, played one game and he's disappeared. A bit mad, crazy, but uh, crazy. you know, no, like no. we give out with the foreign lads. Yeah, you know, sorry. <laughs> what about the lads from Mead? Flaking out, in this? yeah, <laughs> might as well. No, there won't be a tactical change, obviously, but I just like to see something maybe a little bit different. But I just think, you know, the, the, in all seriousness, though, the players promised a reaction in Cork. I don't know what kind of reaction that was, not the reaction anyone wants to see, but hey. Uh, if that's an aggressive aggressive reaction from them, <laughs> I wouldn't fancy them in a fight. But uh, I would. I think they left them on my own. Oh, but that's what I mean, Jerry. I wouldn't back them in a fight. Like, so where would you aim for? Would you be? Would you try and get them to the peace park? Or um... you wouldn't even need to go to the peace park. You batter them at the gate. At the showground. So you college but, hill. Um, college hill. But no, no, in all seriousness, though, like. You know, the showgrounds will be hostile enough on Saturday night, you know, because it is an important game now, you know, and it is a rivalry as well with Derry. So it's a big game, but we've seen, we've seen what we could do against Derry last year under John. 
the showgrounds rose. It was a massive occasion, and it was that performance was all grit, um, fucking pride, and it was it was all about the right stuff that night. And I just hope he can install a bit of that in it, uh, on Saturday night. And look, if we got out with a draw, I'm delighted. Uh, Magoo, are we more likely to lift our game for a uh, top-of-the-table team than your Cork Cities? Well, probably because, you know, like I said earlier, we're, 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 we're better suited as, as the, a team on the break. Like, so I'm presuming and hoping that Derry will have more, probably more of the ball and we can, we can get out to on the break. But, like, you have to just get back to basics now. Like, it's... it's um, like... Clean sheets, and that's what we need to get to now. We need to go back to David Cawley. Oh, 100% David Cawley. Yeah, yeah, 100% has to be in. He'll, he'll put in the shift for you. I don't understand why he's not getting more minutes, to be honest with you. Like, you know what you're going to get off David. Like, he's going to put in 100% commitment, and he's going to put in the shift, and he's going to run his balls off until... And that's what we have to get back to. We have to get back to that now and try and start keeping clean sheets and start building on it from there. Like, you know, we complain about... We didn't have Max, and, and and I was even saying myself like it, it left it hard for us to get up the pitch and stuff like that. But that's not why we lost the game. Not having Max and not having Fabrice for the last few games and stuff is an excuse of why maybe we didn't win a game. But it's not an excuse why we lost the game and lost them in the manner that we did. Why why we lost the game in, in the manner that we did is is pure want and desire and application and stuff. And that's what we need to get back to. We need to get back to winning our our one on one battles and and making sure that we're not conceding and. And you know, smelling danger and all that—just the basic stuff of of any football game anywhere in the world, whether it be a junior football game or a Premier League. Like that's the, the aim of the game straight away. You have to you have to win your personal battle, and then making sure you're not conceding as a team, whether it be from open play or from set pieces, and then build on it from there. Give us your score prediction, Jerry. Um. God, I think it'll be one all, Connor. And uh, one thing I'd just say as well, like uh, Sean mentioned there about communions and, and confirmations and all that. I think most of them are kind of over now. So you'll have a lot of fellas that would have missed games over the last while and stuff like that. So hopefully we can get the, the, the you know, the, the the last game there, the crowd was was well down. And just uh, hopefully we get a, a big crowd back supporting the team. And um yeah, so that that'll 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 help too. So if you haven't made the last few games, just an appeal for for lads and lassies to, to come back to the game. Be really appreciated. And bring your friends. I know most of the people on here will go anyways, but just encourage people to go. Uh Sean, your score prediction? Uh hopeful for a one-one. Right. <laughs> one one would be would be a great result, really. Yeah. What about you, Connor? Oh, I think if we got a one one, I'd be if we got a nil all, I'd be pretty happy with it to be honest, the yeah. way things are going. If Max is probably be happier with a nil all actually, just because it'd be a clean sheet. If Max isn't back and it finishes it scoreless, you know, I'd kind of take that, but I can't see Derry not scoring, I think. Um so yeah, look at Okay, we'll wrap things up anyway. It was an absolute pleasure to be back uh, in the hot seat. Uh, Jerry, you're looking to say something before we get out the gap. Yeah, just a couple of things, Connor, just to round up. Um, so um, I've uh, there's a lot of stock on the way for the for the um, the, the mega store. So we have uh, fridge magnets, key rings, new pins. The street signs are back uh, in stock. There's new pennants. There's new flags. 
So they'll all be available in the club shop on Saturday night. So there's some great um, presents there for Father's Day that's coming up in mid-June. So all stuff that's kind of like in around or less than a ten or so. Uh, some kind of good stock and fillers, I suppose, for, for Father's Day. Um, and the trust bought and sourced all this stock. And we used the money from the, the coffee dock that myself, Donald and Jacinta run on match night. So all money that we made on that, we invested in 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 stock, new stock for the club shop. So um, you know, you're not only buying a, a, a quality coffee from ourselves, you know, don't be buying it over in Central off Frank and Honest or Frank and Dishonest. Uh, buy it off ourselves. It's it's been been the cup and all the money that we use then we're reinvesting in stock and things like that for for the club shop so to to make money um, and there's some really really good stuff there uh, we'll put some pictures maybe up during the week just to show you and just to say that the, the like the club the street sign sold unbelievably well the last year since sold that in like 40 minutes so it's back in stock so thanks for your support really appreciate it okay good stuff uh, Ronan Flanagan will be back in the hot seat next week uh, all going well from his Serie B uh, excursions and um we hope we are speaking to you on the back of uh, points in the bag after uh, Derry's visit to the showgrounds. From the A team, good luck. See you, Sean. Cheers, Connor. See you, Jerry. Thanks, Connor. See you, Sean. See you, Miguel. See you, Miguel. See you, Miguel. <laughs>